Hey guys, we are Whatever is Left here with another episode for you today, this time on the topic of housing. This topic is important to me as someone who has been homeless and to Matt and Danny who have been and currently are victims of the renter's market. And also I've been homeless. I know plenty of homeless friends and I've helped them in situations. If you'd like to hear more about my takes on homelessness, check out our 5-Minute Friday episode number 5 titled How's the Homeless? Shameless plug there. So, about two-thirds of occupied households in the United States are occupied by the owners of these properties. So, the other third of properties are being rented, according to Statistia.com. We're going to be referencing them a lot, so just if we don't identify the site, it's going to be that one. Most likely, yeah. Um, another good number here. Um, there are 43 million units occupied by renters um, with the inability to afford a house being the foremost and most cited reason uh, for why they are renting in the first place. These are people who would not be renting if they didn't have to be. Even in places where rent is high, um, it is cheaper on a short-term basis to rent in places like Hawaii, uh, Washington, D.C., and Colorado. But the opposite was true in California, New York, and Louisiana. So in places like that, uh, it is cheaper to buy a house than to rent. Um, so let's talk a little bit. Start off, why is the rent so damn high? Well, as far as renting goes, it could be leads to many factors that aren't determined by the standard for home ownership. And as far as home ownership standards, the source that I have from a place called Open Door, it is a housing uh, research company stationed out in San Francisco that has many articles detailing the costs of effective house hunting and what causes the properties of certain homes areas to go up or go down. So eight factors are neighboring, na neighbors, location of the property, the actual size of the place, age and condition, upgrades, updates, the local market, economic indicators, and interest rates. And to make a small story short, when it comes to renting properties, the only things that come to matter for you are the interest rates, the location, and the size of the place. Those other five factors do not matter because the renter does not get to determine the price. It's those who own the property that do. Where with housing, it's completely determined based on the other five factors that we also don't have a say in. But the leaser's not a person in charge of the other factors that do have a say in, i.e. landlords. So... One reason why the rent is so high is because landlords can just increase it whenever they want to because we don't have a lot of laws in this country that cap rent at certain places. Okay, but that's such a... It's not a strong argument. No, it's, the argument is not very solid because, first of all, in most renting contracts, they'll tell you the maximum amount that they will raise rent. Second of all, you can't raise rent in the middle of a lease agreement. That breaks the lease and you could actually leave your 
your lease at that point if they try and raise your rent. So no, you can't just raise the rent. You actually have to do it at the renewal period and you can fight that. If you say, hey, I like if you try and talk to to your rental property more more times than not, they actually will either cut how much they raise the rent by or they don't raise it. So if you're not putting in the work yourself to not to avoid that raised rent, that's on you. What are the cost of fighting it, though? If just you, it, the co- like so you're saying let's say they raise it uh fifty dollars okay. most times it's not gonna be that much say fifty dollars fifty dollars okay. okay so fifty dollars over a year is six hundred dollars how is that not worth it how is you're saying the cost like what is we're not saying i'm not saying the cost of in terms of the value of that specific example i'm saying the cost of an Something will lead to like you have to fight potential eviction. Because no, because they can't because they can't evict you for trying to avoid a higher cost. Like either if you're talking at the end of your term, you're either going to move out or you're going to renew. You there's no eviction at that process, and they can't raise your rent in the middle of your lease. That is illegal. Now, is that a standard or is that lease by lease? No, no, they cannot raise your rent in the middle of your lease. It breaks the lease. Even if they only raise the rent every year when the leases would expire, what are people going to do there? And it's based on your lease, like your length of lease. So, like, I mean, renters don't have a whole lot of leverage there. Uh, according to just Jessica Company, which is the information for tenants and those who rent out, if you have a lease and your landlord can raise the rent. At the end of the lease period, but they can also offer you a new lease different terms, such as increased rent. However, the landlord can raise rent before the end of the lease period if the original lease p- provided this option or if you agree. And you know one thing people don't do is read the fine print. Well, then you read it. Or, and if, you, if that's something you're worried about, read your lease thoroughly. You have every right to read through your lease. Yes. You are signing a legally binding contract. Yes, we all know what we're taught that you should re- read or any document that's affecting your credit score, your daily life, whatever affects you financially. Let's change the fact that it's not as transparent as it could be. Um, these are people who will take every opportunity to um, metaphorically pick you up by your shoes and uh, dangle you in the air until all the change falls out of your pants. Uh, what we're talking about is transparency in the cost, transparency in how we go about determining the value of where I'm living if I'm renting out a place. There is no transparency. When it comes to the housing market, we'll get to later, we can detail how we got to the price we're at. With renters- It's a little bit harder. It's actually, um, it's not as clear cut as you think it is. It's not as clear cut, but I still have more numbers to work with. I still have more information. I don't have that as a renter. You have the the cost of rent, like, you have the cost of rent. You're paying at the end. We'll, we'll talk about housing when we get there. Because I'm not going to start this part until we finish this. Uh, a landlord um, can set the price of rent to match what other landlords in the area are offering um, in order to, quote, keep things competitive. Market rate. Yes, but if all the landlords decide to jack up the prices... There's not any alternatives, and people just get screwed. And there shouldn't be a market for living. Agreed. On average, your rent only goes, I think it's like 1% to 5% up. I think it's, 1% is more of the average. But again, like you're in most cases, your rent is not going to go up more than $100. Okay, but that doesn't change the fact that there's still the lack of understanding of how we got to the number we're at. So, 
at least with the increasing rent, it's usually increased cost of living. Like that's the idea. That's the idea that you're you're getting a the cost of living goes up, the cost of maintenance goes up, so your rent goes up. Oh, I have a fantastic example. A former coworker of mine, he was retired. He started working at my current job, and he was paying a certain amount of money for his rent. At the time, the people who rented out the place knew he was retired receiving a pension, so they charged him a much lower rate. When they found out he was working again, they increased his rent. And, and that's messed up. That's a messed up thing to do. I'm not denying that there are crummy, scummy people out there that do that. That's, but that's not the argument here. We're not talking about individualized people. We're talking about why is the rent so high? And the rent became high based on information the landlord found out. That Which is messed up. In the original agreement. But that's our point. They then, just do it. They can't just do it, though. He If he wanted to, he if it wasn't at the end of his lease agreement and he read through his lease... And he could always he could still fight it. Oh, he took it to court, and I don't know the result, but it was costing him extra money, which he probably yeah. wouldn't have had. In most cases, the loser will pay the court fees, and all the and if he really fought it, he could get them the lawyer uh, paid for it too. Where's he gonna live in the situation? Because now you're at odds with the place you live. Which I be- mean, he's still if he's already in court, he can't just they can't evict him at that point because then it's gonna look like he got evicted. For the lawsuit, thus creating another lawsuit, the landlords would be dumb to evict him. Because he could argue that the only reason they evicted him was for the lawsuit, and that's retaliation, and they can't do that legally. So Yes, we know this. Because we've taken the time to look into it, research it, etc. What we're here talking about discussing is why, how can the average Joe or Jane go about the business trying to find a place to live? I'd like to take a second to take a, like a step back here. Um, we were talking about um, the amount that rent goes up every year on average. So this is an article um, from uh, Fool.com titled, uh, What is the Average Rent Increase Per Year? by Laura Agadoni. Um, so... This says that the average rent increase per year is, give or take, somewhere between 3% and 5%. Yeah, like I said. So, for the monthly rent payment of $1,500, for example, we're talking between $45 and $75 more per month. <laughs> this is actual money that people are dealing with here. That's like part of the equity. Gas for a car and potentially quarter or half of groceries. Yeah, I mean, that that's... And that's increasing every month? That will stack real quickly. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that that adds up very fast. So even if you just take the uh, forty-five dollars a month and you multiply it by twelve, you got five hundred and forty bucks extra out of your pocket because your landlord decided to increase the price of rent by only three percent out of fifteen hundred dollars of rent, which is. A little on the high side for like a, a one or a two bedroom in some areas, but that's pretty average as far as rent goes for like nicer places. And I also like place the idea people think of like numbers versus percentages because just a small tidbit one percent of something doesn't sound bad because it's one percent, but if it's like a million, one percent's a thousand. That, that yeah. you, you, people just don't 
not saying people are dumb or anything like that. I'm saying is, when you, unless you see the numbers like in front of you, you don't think much of it. You look at a rent agreement, you're like, oh, three percent. That that shouldn't be that bad. Then like as we stated, it adds up over time. You're like, wait a minute, why am I paying like almost two hundred dollars extra over the course of maybe four or five months? Well, no, it's one percent for the year, not one percent each month. So he said it was monthly. No, for the not... monthly costs. Yeah. So if your um, rent was fifteen hundred and they up it by five uh, percent, it goes up seventy five dollars with each monthly payment. So instead of it being fifteen hundred, it's fifteen seventy five each month. Yeah, which means for the year, instead of paying eighteen grand for your rent for the year. It's now going to be just shy of nineteen grand, um, and that's with a relatively small increase. It's like another thousand bucks out of your pocket every year, which that's a vacation. Matters for <laughs> middle to low income families. Oh, that's huge! That's a deal breaker right there. Like that can stop people from like getting you know the repairs to their car. That can stop people from like making sure so they can always get to work. Like there's so many things that go into just one to two thousand dollars a year for certain families yeah so increasing rent prices that are already kind of high by uh, what seem like small percentages can make a big difference um and on a year-to-year basis it doesn't seem that bad but if someone's living in an apartment uh for several years and the rent is going up by this percentage every year it gets kind of unsustainable after a while Mm-hmm. Especially if someone, uh, their means isn't increasing at the same rate that rent is. So, but you also have to remember that, let's say, in this case, like, in a year, Matt's, Matt decides to stay here, and his rent only goes up 3%. If Matt were to have left this apartment, the renting out price is a lot more than that 3% they would have increased Matt. The so them adding a three percent increase isn't that much. They're not getting that much more compared to if he had moved out. Here's a question though: Why the increase? Why well, why the increase to you, or why the increase in general? In general, because greed. No values just go. The market values go up. Um, the need, the value, the need and demand. The, Demand. Demand. Yeah. Supply and demand is artificial when it comes to rent. Not only that, that's not tangible. The value. You asked what the, the you asked why. Okay, you didn't no. ask for a tangible why. You asked the why. I'm giving you the why. Just because you don't like the why does not mean it's an invalid why. No, no, no. I understand that you're, you're not mm-hmm. trying to say something. I'm tr- my point being is that when people hear this, they're like, "Where is it? How is it? That's well, not tangible. Okay. I can't feel Let- or touch." The value they're talking about. Okay, so um, let's talk about something physically here. Um, the washer and dryer? Yeah. Let's say that goes up. The cost for a new washer and dryer has went up in the last year. Okay. So that's a tangible thing. You are paying for that maintenance. Now, are we saying or, it goes up because of like something I did or because like this it just model? It, it goes sometimes washer and dryers, they, they're meant to last 10 years on average. Um so there, that's one of the things. Or when you let's do um, the average length of a like lifespan of rental carpet is about seven years. So let's say you moved in at year six. At year seven, um, carpet looks crap. 
the, the year seven, that's the end of the lifespan, but you're still living here. So they're not going to force you to, you know, yeah, out of your, to out of your house to rebuild it. But so they're not going to increase it as much. But if you were to move out, they have to rip this legally rip this carpet out and replace it. That's a tangible increase in price. What we should be talking about is the fact that how much do you pay a month in rent? Uh, roughly about thirteen eighty. Yeah. So that is about the cost that you could completely replace the washer and dryer for, and well more than it costs <laughs> to rip up the carpet in your apartment and repaint oh, the place. You think that? Okay. Well, we're not going to talk about the cost of carpet right now. I mean, but, yeah, we can. But thirteen. But thirteen hundred. You also have to remember that this is a two bedroom, in One the. One and a half bath in near our local city. It our local city. So there's also city co- local city costs taxes. That's what they're also paying for. You are paying for the convenience of being able to walk almost anywhere you need to. Um, this is a high value apartment, and what you said thirteen eighty. Thirteen eighty. Um, in a substantially sizable apartment. You with a washer and dryer in unit, with microwave fridge. Yeah, uh, new newish stainless steel appliances. Your value is in here, like the value for that thirteen eighty is here. I can if I could sit here and break down the cost. But what we're trying to bring up is what you talked about just now before that was oh and a dishwasher, which was the convenience value the locational value you, because the location is a higher in demand location i don't think this apartment's worth uh sixteen thousand five hundred and sixty dollars a year is that my end result yes. after the upcurve yes. but did you get any uh move-in rates there's all you also remember their apartments are always doing special i have to check with the girlfriend but i don't believe we have a moving rate like their promotions or pro rates things like that i don't believe so but don't quote me on that but let's still focus in on just a good tangible thing here. So because of the potential for convenience to go to the downtown, the potential to be able to walk to a place, not saying I will or won't, but just the potential, that increases the potential cost of living. Yes. How is that right for people? When people just want a place to be able to sleep comfortably and be safe. Okay, you can sleep comfortably 30 miles, uh, thirty minutes outside of Bel Air. You could do it. You could sleep comfortably in a house that's going to cost you $800 a month versus thirteen. But you chose this area for that reason. You're near the center of town. You're near places you actively go to. The value for you was the convenience. It's, it's a convenience tax. So you're saying people should pay for the ability to social. You can still social 30 minutes outside this town. No one is stopping you. You are paying for the ability to not have to go as far. You are being exploited for the ability to not go as far. Because... You made a choice. You made a choice to live in the city you decided to live in. Yes, but we we don't make the choice and what is perceived luxuries. You don't, like you said, I don't need to social. I don't need those things. No, I said, I didn't didn't say you don't need to social. I said you have the ability to social no matter where you live. But I don't need them. I I just, that's your words, not mine. Okay, maybe it's my words, but check, point your brains. I don't need them, but I'll still be charged them. People can live in this this area we're in, never go outside outside of work, and they'll still be charged for the cost of convenience. They probably work two minutes away. 
that's an easy convenience because you're not so you're closer to work you know what that co- uh, cuts down on costs yeah. on gas your insurance things like that because you're not driving as much your insurance is going to drop because you're in a better neighborhood your insurance is going to drop you're not driving as much you're not paying as much in gas you literally can fill up your gas tank once a month so you are saving in other areas yeah you're paying a little bit more here but you're saving in other areas it all balances out at the end of the day you know what it sounds like that'd be hyperbolic trickle down economics I'm paying more here for the premium of potentially spending less here, 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 and here. Because you said, I'll pay less money in insurance because of where I live. I'll pay less in gas because of how the travel time. I'll pay less in this and pay less in that. Despite the overall big cost I'm paying up front. And what we're trying to say is, the overall big cost is ambiguous at best and has has extra incentives and fees that we don't need to pay for for what we're being provided. So, I'm not sure how many years all the appliances and whatnot in this apartment are going to last for. I could average it out for you. What I'm saying is that you won't need to because the cost of Matt renting this place out for a year pays for everything in here and more. But you got also... So, there's pest control, there's landscaping, there's... It doesn't cost this much. I actually have a if you want to see the cost for those things that we have to pay. So you're saying that you don't see the breakdown, and then you're telling me now you actually have a paper that breaks it down for you? Your words? Your words? You're, I'm just saying that you're... Not you're, my so, breakdown. Their breakdown. So you get a breakdown. You understand where... Because they're still paying... They have to pay the people who are the maintenance workers. They still have to pay the, the front desk attendants. They still have to pay the property management. There are other costs aside from just the apartment that you're not accounting for. Yes, but think about all the renters they have. Think about all the properties they have. Think about all the costs that it takes the employees. Imagine all the money they're taking from disadvantaged people. Not, not even like to say that, but just let's be very like quick with numbers. Twenty, say there's thirty people in this complex, probably lowballing. Let's say they're all paying on average fifteen hundred. Just make numbers simple. That is, for the math, they're getting almost what forty five thousand. Yeah. From, and now, that's a, that's the average salary of one person. Yes. No. Well, 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 well the average medium, the average, yeah. medium people per mile income yeah. is 40000 Yeah. So let's go with that number. Let's say the cost of upkeep for each of these apartments for pest control collectively is maybe 500, 500 to like $1,000 for the year. For each apartment? For each, for, yeah. So that's, that's tw- uh, 20000 Said five thousand no. for a oh. year. No, it's all one thousand potentially for a year. For each apartment is yeah. twenty thousand, because you said there's twenty apartments and a thousand for each apartment. That's twenty five thousand bucks of profit. That's just over the course of one month. Well, this is forty five thousand dollars each month. month. Okay, okay, let's do it. let's do it. Forty five thousand times twelve. Okay, so we're taking out twenty thousand. Forty thousand. Yeah. Uh, so half a mil. Well, we're taking out twenty thousand for just pest control. Still over half a million. Okay, now take take out the money for central maintenance costs. Let's say the average maintenance cost is about what fifty, sixty bucks every other month. So mm, it depends on like there are different costs. On average, your co- your your costs are not going to be that. Uh, we're seeing over five hundred thousand dollars. Average. I would say even by high bold the costs of upkeep. They're still walking away potentially a quarter million. No, because you're not you're not accounting for the fact that they have to pay other things. 
They have to pay for the electricity of any vacant how, uh, apartment that they're in. There is the cost of I'm each sure employee. That's so high. Okay, let's say okay. How many days. how many employees? Okay, let's say there's five employees in the office. Yes. So. Uh, we're uh, 520,000. So 45,000 for those five employees. That's 22, uh, uh, 225,000. That's half the money right there for just the office workers. Let's not talk about the maintenance crew. Let's not talk about the yeah, but landscaping. Yeah, we talk about the, like, what, five, six other but buildings in this complex? But you're talking, we're saying there's only 20, 20 apartments in the complex. That's what we're saying. We're saying in this... We're just saying that we're just talking about that one. Yes. You can't say, oh, it's they pocket this much when you're not accounting for all the other costs. We're there not, are other associated costs. more than they're paying. I don't know how you're not getting that. We're not saying well, they're not spending saying... money. We're saying the money they have left over is so Huge. astronomically high compared to any renter. Any renter. Even collectively. Okay, well. My, collectively, we're 45000 These are also mm-hmm. big companies that are typically doing this. My argument is for those small people that are just investing in property. These are companies, like, this is a rental company that does this. Okay. So, yeah, sure, they're making a lot of money, but, like, my arguments isn't against, isn't for those big companies. My arguments are primarily for those small people that are just trying to have, like, invest and build their wealth and build their future because this is still America and the American dream is still to go from rags to riches. Yeah, you know, Jeff Bezos is still shooting for those riches. And also... I'm, th- okay, but he's he's not in he's not in real estate. There's also a big difference in what you're... I get the fundamental thing you're talking about. And it's between owning a business and owning property to but rent But that out. is their business. Well, hold on, hold what on. if their business is to own property to rent out? It, you, you, like, I get it. You don't like big corporations. I'm not going to argue the big corporations renting out massive amounts of properties. I'm talking about those people who buy houses to rent out. Yeah, they're not good people either. No, <laughs> why aren't they good? What he's trying to say is fundamentally people that either slow, like low income, not low income, Low, like, grade property owners, not your big companies, not the bunch of companies, regular everyday people trying to rent out property, are only making a profit for their livelihood off the backs of others. If they were a business owner, they had to make decisions based on people's ability to come take their product, love their product, share their product. That's different when it comes to housing because there's no product to share. You are giving out someone's ability to house themselves. And why is that something that seems to be profitable is his point. Because they're still paying into something. Like, you're still working in something. You're still doing something to the property. You're like, you're still working for that property. Shouldn't you want, like, want to make money off that? Well, okay, you you occasionally DoorDash. Why should some, Why am I going to pay an extra fee for someone to eat? That, that's a basic human right. What do you mean pay for someone to eat? They're, they're paying so they can, they can, they're paying you. For delivery. For the, yeah, but. They're paying a convenience. Oh, so the convenience is okay for DoorDash, but not for you being in the center of town? That's a, the, I'm just saying, same idea. You're, yeah. you're arguing that convenience should not be paid for, but you are profiting off of convenience in the backs of working class people. Same idea. But I'm not impeding anyone else's ability to get food. And no one's impeding on anyone else's ability to get a house. The cost of these renters, low or high, set, that are set. determined by them. And when it comes to door, DoorDash, the door, price is determined based on the cost of the company that's delivering the food 
the company that's providing the service. But there's nothing there's nothing in between. Called the individual who wants the food can take the time to go get it themselves, and they're only paying the company. The you point- can take the time to buy a home. You can take the time to build a home. You can take the time to live in a van. That's an option. But no one's going to charge you to live in a van. I'm charged to live in a building. There, I'm. Do you still get charged to live in a van though? Like you have your registration, you have your gas. There are things you still pay to get it, to live in a van. But they're still not hitting the numbers of renters. I mean, it's a, we're also not advocating that people living in vans cars. is a good thing. No, because no, the the whole idea of the people living in vans is people are tearing apart the inside of the vans and like. And, and like I gave the statistic earlier, that most of the people who are renters want to own a house and they just can't afford to. So people aren't not free to just buy or build a house because they don't have the money. And I, and I get that. I'm not saying that the money isn't hard to get to, but there are uh, there are programs out there set to help first-time buyers to put down even as low as 0% on a house. You house. just have to do, like, you have to put the work into it. I'm sorry, like, you have to put the work into finding an apartment. You can put the work into finding out what you qualify for and going for, to purchase a home. Well, let's go with that because from a website called CCN, which is Capital and Sub News, is a Norwegian company, made an article last year detailing the threat to the U.S. housing market. Of this article, they wrote in 2013, in December, the median cost of a home in America was $163,000. It has gone up now to almost $231,000. That is an increase of 42% over those six years. Which is about 17% a year. And here's where the part gets interesting. Yeah, that's they also say that the at the time, the average was- hourly wage in America was about $20,000 in 2013. Hourly, hourly wage now is $24, which translates to less than 20% over six years. So the housing market has almost gone up by 50% well wages have barely hit 20 30, uh, sorry give me one second I'm just gonna I mean yeah I, that, that's a it's uh, an intertwined issue of people not making enough money to pay for these prices but um, and the same website highlights that what will project to another housing crash is what an idea of called loose lending and it's, it's cited, reduced home purchase affordability will continue to drive lenders to loosen credit standards to maintain volumes. While stri- um, shrinking home affordability, the underwriting quality of non-prime mortgage will weaken as an increased lender comes to lead to lower standards, meaning that usually you have to qualify for a certain loan by having credit score and all that you guys only in America, apparently. 5%. But the point yeah. being is now okay. they want to keep up their numbers of loans that they get out to get you to pay back. So now you're stuck with mortgages that you probably could not afford in the first place, but are now given just because they can fill up their numbers. Um, mortgage companies question, are also a problem. But. Question. What was the original value that you said? It was of 2013 at yeah. the time was $163,300. $163,300. $163, I'm going to say $164,000 okay. for this calculation real quick. Okay. So in 2013, your monthly... Uh, assuming you put nothing down and your interest rate is a 3.5% and your loan term is 30 years, which is about average with the FHA loan, you are paying about $800 a month on your mortgage. Now it's about a $1,075. Because you can't say a big number like that and then not break down the monthly cost of it. It's still cheaper than rent. 
It's more than my rent currently. No, it's not. A thousand. Uh, no, it's eight hundred dollars originally. It's now a thousand dollars and seventy five cents. It is cheaper than your current rent. That's cheaper than my current rent. That's only looking at one fee of the cost of a home. Yes, which is my point when I'm making that renting is oftentimes a point that I'm going to make. But you're saying that. So yeah, that is one cost of a of the loan. I. Didn't inc- include the int- the the cost of home uh, your PMI, which is your private mortgage insurance. That is something that would cost a little bit more into you, but not that much more to make it a big jump. But renting at that, comparing that renting and owning a home at that point, just on the monthly cost of the property, it is cheaper. Because your argument saying how much it jumped from one to one, yeah, it was a big jump in like. Almost 50%, as you said. But your monthly cost did not go up that much more. Well, so the, I mean, there's a pretty big difference between like 700 bucks and some change to over 1,000 bucks. And not only that, a little. The 300 week. bucks a month. I mean, this by that by. Yes, but if you had bought the house in 2013, your monthly cost would be like that, that seven something. Let's go to the wages then. I mean, so let's say at the time of that, wages were $20 an hour. So you're working eight, nine to five. 40 hours a week. That's about... 45000 a month. Or, no, a little less. 45000 a year, but it's a little bit less because... So then... Now, to pay it down monthly, how much are you getting? Uh, 40,000. 40, uh, yeah, 38,000. Let's say 40,000. Um, 40,000 divided by... 12. 12 divided by... Oh, well, if we do 12, $3,333. Before taxes. Before, Before taxes. taxes. So taxes probably drop it to like 3000 or around 28 Uh, Maybe Times point. 27 or something like that. 26, 25. Eight, I do 80% of that. So 2600 2670 uh, 2666. Okay, so 2600 Oh, almost 2700 This is your monthly income as you're bringing in. You're now paying... That eight hundred for just your mortgage payment. We haven't touched the other details you know that goes to home, owning a home that you have even had that one part of it that could drop that almost to maybe five hundred or four hundred dollars less. I'd also like to reiterate that uh, the person who's making twenty bucks an hour might actually be able to afford that house, not super comfortably, not with you know a whole lot of wiggle yeah. room, but they can afford that. A lot of people are not making that. that but also, over I, I'm also saying that you made the choice to buy the house you bought. Like, you made the choice to rent the home, you the, the apartment you rented. Yes, but we did not make the choices in terms of starting to rent, bringing it back to renters. We did not make those choices of the additional costs we are paying. So you have additional costs in home ownership that makes it hard, that doesn't make sense to be a homeowner, but the additional cost of being a renter makes me not want to be a renter. It just sounds like you just don't want homes. No, 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 no. No, one, no one's saying we don't want homes. What we're trying to say is the access to it should not have the, what's it for, wage ceiling? But you're... Or any ceiling. People should just have homes. Maybe I'm a radical for thinking <sighs> that everyone needs a house. Uh not even just a house, a home, a place they can call themselves their own that they can comfortably live in and get to and from work. 
roof over their head. Because, real quick note, hierarchy of needs. The very first one is food and shelter. Part of that is shelter. Because money doesn't mean anything that you can't eat it somewhere. All right, Danny, we talked a little bit about why the rent is so damn high. Uh, please give us your reasonings as to why you think that it's better to rent than to buy a home. In, I'm saying in some cases, it is better to rent than buy a home. So okay. on average, people spend about two to three years at their job just because cost the, um, it's hard for employer, employers to keep track, uh, keep on path as everyone else. So people are, it's not like when our parent, their grandparents were, you know, they got a house, they got a job, they got the pension, they stayed there for 50 years and then retired. It's now we get a job, we get experience, we learn, we try and move up, but even moving up doesn't uh, account for inflation and everything. So we move companies and we're constantly moving companies to better ourselves, to get be better, to get to a stage where you don't have to check to check prices when you order dinner. Kind of like the goal. But to be able to do that, you need to be able to flexibly move. You need to be able to pack up and go to another state if you have to. Renting allows you to do that. It's easier to go ahead and break a lease so you can better yourself and better your financial being to move to another state than it is to sell a house and then go buy another one. It's a long time consuming process. I mean, we are talking about the same people in this situation who sound like they have enough money to just drop everything and go move across the country if they need to. So, like, I don't... That's not... But no, in this situation, you are try, you have, are preparing to move, that you're saving to move, so you, ha- you know that you have to pay that fee to break your lease. It's not saying that you drop everything to move. No, you're getting a job somewhere else. And in most cases, companies pay you to move they they give you a stipend in, in a lot of cases to help that transition and the other thing is if you're not planning on staying in an area for at least 10 years there's no point in you buying none at all um to get a profit to or to see that money back from your home it's 10 years a minimum so if you want to see a profit or an invest like you are making an investment in your house and you want to when you sell it you want to see at least something 10 years and most people aren't staying in that area for 10 years like i said life happens where it makes it easy that you need to switch jobs so renting is a benefit of ease and convenience and you don't okay let's say your furnace goes up matt you don't have to pay for that. You know how much a furnace can, uh, like your water heater is? More than your rent. No, they can be expensive. Um, you're not paying for the maintenance. You're not paying for the plumber to come out and snake your toilet, which is like $300 for them to come out and just snake your toilet. You are not paying for all those extra things. You're you're not paying for the new roof. that you. That's A roof is average on 10 years, but it's still like a, con- a couple of tens of thousands of dollars for a new roof. There are these costs to owning a home that you don't have to pay into when you're renting. If you cut the difference between how much that uh, 
mortgage would be, even if you took the thousand dollars and some change and split the difference between what his rent is right now over the course of the year he could afford that water heater yes but in that if you're let's say that extra 300 you might be using it for something else and you if life happens you don't expect something to break down you could have just spent that savings on a vacation that's non-refundable and now you're stuck between a hard and a rock a rock and a hard place because you You've already paid into it. You kind of have to use it, but now you have to figure out how to fix your water heater. But that just goes into, well, you're laid out beautifully how the cost of owning a home is only really worth it if you plan to be there for, like, raising a family. But doesn't that just speak to the overall ability and thus the greed toward being able to recognize that people have a need and that you could just raise or market the price however you want because you are if you are, if they're not in it for the long haul on the given location you're already a place to live so then you have an exploitable weakness in most of those cases that you're talking about like yes rent might be high but you're also not accounting for all the other costs like yeah, there's a need and there's, as you say, exploitable option, but there's also other options for them to live in. Like, your this apartment is not the only apartment in this area. Correct. So, yeah, there are going to be different prices. There are going to be different options. I mean, you, you can't take the same logic that you're applying to Matt right now and apply it to every person who rents in the county. I mean... There's only so many apartments that are being rented at the lower costs. Not everybody can fit in those. Some people have to stay in more expensive units. Give me an example of why they would have to stay in a more expensive unit. Say that everyone in the county wants to end their lease and move into the cheapest possible unit in the county. Obviously, not everybody can do that. The cheap ones are going to fill up. And an equal number of people that have just end of their lease are going to end up in more expensive units. Why is everyone ending their lease at the same... This is... This is, I just, I'm, this is such a weird scenario, though. Well, I'm saying, like, what you're saying doesn't apply to everybody. It's applying to one specific person. You can't take your logic and apply it to the whole market because people are different. Yes, but the... Then they don't have... Okay. I'm saying that if you want to live in let's the more expensive area, which is this area, you don't have to live in the most expensive apartment in the area, is what I'm saying. All right, so if everyone in this apartment complex, uh, not just this building, but in the whole place, decided no, no, none of us want to live here anymore, uh, does everyone manage to find a place in the county? That's a question that I don't have the answer to. Not, that's not the question you're looking for. They could find a place. Can they afford it? I mean, yeah. Will, will it be you know, but then if they, more affordable? Are there enough cheaper you have to give, comp, like, uh, buildings open? How much notice do you have to give before you end your lease? I believe it's 30 days. Okay. So by the time you give notice, you already have something lined up. You should not be ending your lease without another place lined up. 
theoretically, yes, but not theoretically. That that's that's how this works. Point of just not everyone can just end their lease and find a cheaper apartment. Yeah, the point is yes, you can't just drop your lease like that. But that doesn't change the fact that while someone might want to end their lease because of cost-related issues, you still now got to find a new place. Yeah, and that's the research and time you have to put into finding a new place before you can drop out of your lease. We're not saying you don't have to do their due diligence. No one's, no one's, me and Hunter are not saying that you don't have to put some work in. What we are saying is that our efforts are, no matter what we do, completely determined by somebody else. We can do everything we're supposed to do and still not get there because we didn't get the choice in how we were chosen to or what we were supposed to pay. It's like the same argument that people use for like finding a good job. It's like not everyone can just go find a better job. I'm at the job I had now because of convenience and the it was fast when I get after being fired from another job. Yeah, it's like there's not enough options available for everyone to just drop what they're doing and go find something better. I might have to be looking for a better place, but a better place to work. I like this place kind of. Even though the rent is abnormally high and your labor is being exploited. Anyway. Uh, and you also have, and if cost is of a concern, do what you did. You have roommates. I know it sucks. You know it sucks. But it's there. It's an option. Yes. And people have do that out of necessity. Not out of... It's the option I'm choosing. Like, there's a difference between, hey, I want to live this place with roommates because I want to versus I'm living this place with roommates because I need to. Also true. So, you, the only... Um, argument of yours that I think has actually helped, like, um, hit home for me at least, was that you're not really getting the bang for your buck if you're trying to move. Now, I think that personally you might be um, over-exaggerating no, the amount I'm not. of people who are no. just up and moving. Again, two to three years is the average time people spent at their jobs. Okay, a lot of them just get a different job in the same area. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they don't, but some t- that convenience of easily being able to move. And when you are, let's say you're in an apartment right now, that, yes, you're going to have that increase, you might have that increase every year. You're still paying below market value the more you stay in, the, in that specific apartment. Which market value is, you know, a little crap anyway, but, you know. I feel like the the crux of the divide, at least here right now, is that you're saying that the value of convenience, location, is important and has a a place, and we're saying it doesn't. Well, okay, but going to go back to the DoorDash thing. That's a convenience, and you pay an extra fee for that convenience. And on top of the tip, if you... That's a choice. People don't need their food delivered to them as much as they need a place to, you know, stay. And also, again, that is a Uh, choice. Yeah, and your choice to live in a major city is a convenience that you are choosing to make. Is it a convenience, though? Because think about, like, the factors of where you live are determined by three things, primarily. Family, education, occupation. So wherever you live, one of those three factors are involved in why you're living there. So 
you really don't have a choice or you have okay there's well, not as much flexibility okay there. the only one that's really that big of that's going to be a, the biggest hindrance is education and that's just because either you're needing to stay in a place because of school or you aren't educated in the know-how on how to find an apartment yeah i can't argue with that but that's that's something we need to work on as a society but family you can drive to your family or or take public transportation. There are options. And occupations, again, you can drive to work. You can, there's other ways to get to work. You do not have to live five minutes away from your job. Oh, I'm not arguing for the convenience of location relation to your job. The idea of convenience having a price is a problem. But convenience has always had a price. It, it shouldn't, though. As okay. someone who's from New York, how long does it take to drive from one side of the city to another? But you're not driving. In, mo- in those cases... You're catching a cab. You're, you, well, not even that. You could, There's public transportation. There's buses. There's trains. There's us. Why are you going from one end to the other? Just answer the well, hypothetical. Okay, so it, this is the situation where you're assuming that someone lives five minutes away from their job. Well, I'm just using this as an example because Matt lived five minutes away from his job. The, the one you just got fired from. No, I could not. I, I could walk to that, but it was not like around the corner thing. I still had to drive there. It's still five minutes down the road. Doesn't change the fact that I have to drive there. The point he's trying to make is that you can't base the distance someone's taking, the convenience of being close to your job, having a face value, because that's not going to always be the case. Like, they can live in a city and not live directly next to their job. But you can also live outside the city at that point. A lot of people do it. Yeah, that's not due to... That's probably due to the cost, more so than convenience. Yeah. Uh, it's cheaper to live outside of New York City than inside New York City. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It is cheaper to live outside of a major city and then just go in for work than live in the city. Okay. That is literally the argument I'm making. Not here. everyone can just leave the city and just go live somewhere else. I'm not, and I'm not saying everyone can, but... The whole point I'm finding this hard is because I'm talking more about private landlords. You guys are talking big corporations. I mean, I am perfectly fine with talking about private landlords, but I think first we should uh, segue this into the benefits of purchasing a home over paying rent. Uh, we talked about why in some situations it might be better to rent than to buy. So I think now we can talk briefly about why it's better to buy than to rent. I mean, there's, I mean, you're building equity, you're building... Uh, it's an investment. Your home is an investment. You do not buy a home. You do not buy a house for the fact that to, to have a place to call your own. You buy a house for an investment. That's what buying a house has always been, an investment in your future, an investment for when you do retire, you have something to cash out on. So, yes, you are investing in yourself and your own net worth and uh, sowing the fruits of your own labors. Uh, you're not being exploited by a landlord. Uh even if you have to stay in your house for 10 years or longer to uh, see any of your money out of it, um, you have something at the end of the day. Uh, I know that one of the biggest problems with uh, renting is that it, it lends a lot to the problems with intergenerational wealth and things like inheritance you get you get to own a home 
And a lot of the reason why a lot of uh, middle class uh, white people, largely in this country, have so much greater net worth is because there's home ownership involved in their worth. It's not just how much they're making from their jobs. People inherit houses. I'm sure that's got to be nice. Yeah, after uh, a certain point in time, you your family has paid off the property or your, that connects to the bank, and that's just strictly from now on, your family's property, you could do whatever you want with it, increase its value, add things to it. I mean, you can always, as soon as you buy the house, you can do anything you want yes, with it. Yes, I would it. say this is a benefit to owning a home versus renting. You will you get potentially more out of a home after it's paid off, where no matter what you do while renting, you're not getting anything from it. Uh, I mean, you're getting the roof over your head, but you're not, you, you can't sell your apartment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it does you, help you build your... You can't inherit your apartment. Um, actually, mm, yes, kind of, um, kind of, uh, but... Extending certain things aside. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying rent control. That's, that's a thing. Um, but... What else would you say is beneficial for owning a home? You are also building credit, and that could help you yeah. buy a home. Yeah, that helps too. Um, so it, it, it's a lot of long-term plans. making a commitment, um, and if you do eventually get it paid off, you are much. You're now a much wealthier person. Um, you're not having all of your wealth uh, or a large portion of your wealth getting uh, sucked up by a uh, landlord. Um, and then after 10 years or longer, if you want to sell the house, you can, um, before that, if you don't care about a loss, um, but yeah, I mean, if it's fully paid off or, uh, even a lot of the way paid off, you can, uh, put a second mortgage down and leverage the money that you've already put in it. To free up cash and a pinch for large-scale purchases, sending a kid to college, um, starting up a business, that kind of stuff that people can just do if they own homes. Like, that's insane. Uh, to, to, to just be like, you know what, I need $20,000, let's, let's start another mortgage. Yeah. That's crazy. Also, um, fixed interest rates... Compared to uncontrolled rent prices. Well, that's assuming you get a fixed interest rate. Not everyone gets a fixed interest rate. It's more likely than not. You're right, Matt. I'm not saying, I'm saying that it's... Because we, we, we have to do with the law of averages. Like, we're not... Nothing can be perfect. Nothing can be absolute. But that's say. your... We argued the whole point that you're always going to have... Like, there's always going to be a rent. I'm just saying. We let them know that you can fight your increase in rent. You can also let them know that there are other options aside from fixed interest. And some people don't know that. Or there's a principal only, um, interest only loans where you only pay the interest and at the end of that term, you have to pay off that house completely. There are other things that can, it's not as clear cut as it seems. I just want, like, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, um, so the reasons for um, purchasing a home over renting a place uh, you might have been able to pick a lot of them up before now, but those are just a couple of quick points um, as to why it might be more beneficial to buy. Uh, also, according to the math that we uh, were spelling out for you guys earlier, it looks like it is cheaper, generally, to 
monthly uh, cost yes. towards your mortgage is cheaper than rent. Yes. Um, of course, there are other costs that go along with that. Like, you do have to repair the place on your own. Um, property taxes and all that. But you are building your net worth. You, you, you are um, investing in yourself and your family and your future. And um, not having your money go down a drain. So th- there's um, yeah. mm-hmm. some cons to... That's, that's not true, though. What do you mean? Your home can lose value. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, you're, you'll still own your home. But there's that perceived like interest, like in the stock market or your home value. Like, when the two thousand eight crash happened, people had a lot tied into their homes and their real estate, and they lost everything because of that. Uh, that was terrible, and people should have gone to jail. But even after that, even if their home has lost value, uh. If it's fully paid off, then it might be worth less money, but they still have all of that compared to renters who still own nothing. So, I mean, it's a, it's a gamble with the real estate industry. and Which know, is probably going to happen again next year. I mean, it might even happen before that. Uh, it's it's December 2nd as we're recording and yeah, probably post it. It happen tomorrow, you know? It's... <laughs> it can hit you like a brick. It's um, a fluctuating market. It's crashed multiple times in our history. Indeed. But, uh, yeah, so it's like any investment. I hate that word, by the way. Uh, Which is um, why you're so against why I'm so... uh, So even though it is an investment, it is an investment in yourself. I mean, all investments are technically for you and in you. They're for you, but they don't require the work or the use of other people. A business owner is only a business owner as long as people are buying from a business. I think there's a difference between buying a stock in a company and investing in a home. It feels more personal. I like a lot more personal. So that leads to the segue of why is it that when I want to buy a like duplex or a fourplex and rent out the others, I'm scum. But you just said it's more personal that way. Because you're not... Landlords are parasites. Yeah, but I'm also putting in the work for it. I'm making affordable housing for people. You, no, you're not making affordable housing. You didn't build the house. You're not in charge of making the housing. You you purchased the housing or monopolizing the housing and making okay, people pay I, for the housing. Okay, what if I built the house then? If I built the house and then rented, I'm making affordable housing. Yeah, but then you are uh-huh. also um, monopolizing on the housing and then sort of like... But, so, when I'm... There's a certain point where you can make your argument that a working person or, you know, a lower middle class person or whatever can rent to get by. It's exploitive no matter what, and people have to come to terms Why with Why is it exploitive? Let me finish my sentence. All renting is exploitative, but only so much of that can be forgiven socially on the grounds of coming out of poverty and being on the up and up. Like, you can only do that so much before you become the asshole in the situation. What, what he's trying to say is that there's no progression point. There's, there's, a, there's the service you're providing is 
inherently there's not a service being permitted the so I guess there is okay there is a house i am renting a house sorry he's out he's certainly correct because no because because they don't they all they have to pay is for rent and they're utility like all no service like you're not providing a like landscaping like, cleaning service is a Cleans your okay location. landscaping your that's, that's, repairs. Someone else is providing that service. You as the landlord aren't doing that for them. You don't know that there are plenty of landlords you are not that, out there. Like you don't know that there are plenty of landlords who do everything. Is what I'm saying. Before you cut me off, because if oh, I if I don't if you don't get to finish, I don't get to finish. Okay, um, that's the thing is they there are plenty of landlords who do the landscaping, who do the the plumbing, like they handle the maintenance, so they are still providing a service it's plus their the, property. They shouldn't be doing that. They own the property. So, okay, if I hire someone, so if I hire someone to do it, it's wrong of me because I'm not providing a service. But if I'm doing it myself, oh, it's my job. Like, that's, that's a like, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it both ways. No, because you can't say me hiring someone and include and building the economy more because I'm putting more money into the economy (laughs) when I'm hiring them. And they're, I'm supporting a local business when I'm doing this. So I am building their wealth, I can, but when I do it myself, I'm so it's my responsibility. Like I get it. It's like as a landlord, you are required to do it. But it's a don't act like you're doing someone a favor by sprucing the place up. It's your place. No, what he, when he was trying to say, no, I can, okay. So saying hold, that hold sprucing up, the, this up. place up, no, no, because if he it, you can't make that comment and then not have a rebuttal. No, no, okay, no, no, I can just I can leave that. I can leave the. I can give you the crap. I can give you a fridge, a stove, a fridge and a stove. That is all I'm required. I can keep it bare. I can keep it just white, cheapest paint, cheapest tiles, everything. And I'm still providing them that home. Or I could actually put the money into the house and make sure they have good appliances. They have a washer and dryer. That they have good flooring and good. And the paint isn't just going to peel when they, they take a shower or they steam something onto the front. There's a difference. So, yeah, I'm going to put a bit more into the property that I'm renting because I am renting it. Yes, but here's what he was trying to get at. He was trying to say that, yes, you should be doing this. Yes, you need to. This is your property. What he is trying to say from that is, it comes from your pocket. You're paying for it, not drawing that from your tenants. That's, so they're paying <laughs> rent. They're, yeah, exactly. So the, that you, point you're you making is, I am paying... You're paying for... Those upgrades and those no, I I didn't I didn't my no the call the cost of maintenance and the cost of renting are often in most cases rent is less than all those costs at at that point. If rent was less, people wouldn't do it. People wouldn't rent out rooms if they were making less money. People who are renting out rooms, let's say just say rooms, are just trying to pay their home. But if they're taking money from other people, but continue. Okay, well, you're still taking money when you're renting an apartment. Someone's taking your money. At least this person is at least someone who is a human who's also working. Most of these people are still working. They are still doing a nine to five job. They're still they're just trying to make a little they just try to make a little bit more because the American dream is still rags to riches. And why does it why is it when it's. Invest, investing in property, I'm an asshole. But if I I make millions off a stupid product like a fidget spinner, oh, that's innovation. I mean, <laughs> why? Why is it? Why is one so demonized 
and I'm but I'm still trying to help someone. Oh God, you're helping yourself. If I'm providing affordable housing to someone who probably couldn't afford rent in like this apartment, okay, like okay. This, this apartment, let's use this. It's thirteen hundred dollars. But if I were to buy a fourplex right now, and I divide that cost, I could rent that for six seven hundred dollars for that one apartment part of that that one part of the house yes that is a lot more affordable yes you can yes you could but as we've been trying to say and most most people who buy homes and then rent them out aren't giving aren't putting that much more into the you are getting like maybe a hundred dollars more than their mortgage it is not that big of a difference (laughs) go go ahead man go ahead what we've been trying to say is yes we know and we can probably speak on you as a person, because we but, know... Hold yeah, up, but hold th- up. that's what I'm saying. The whole time, I'm still trash, though. He, you're still saying I'm scum and I'm trash when I say that I'm going to do it. Hold up. He's not saying... Yes, he did. He's wait. said it multiple times. Wait. He is not saying daddy is scum. He's saying daddy the landlord. <laughs> same person, though. You're not same, the same pa- person. Yes, it is. Take away yes. the landlord tell you're still a person, right? Yeah, but so exactly. I'm still a person. I'm still a person that's sitting across the, the, the from you, and you're still calling me scum. I'm you not, are still call, not, not well, you. You're not a landlord. You're not a landlord. But now. me wanting to be is scummy, and me. Yeah, I, yeah, so then that's you're calling me scum, so, and you are calling let, let, let me, me trash because I want to better myself in a option that society has given us like yeah okay acknowledge that you are exploiting people i'm not exploiting people terms with i'm that. not exploiting yes, people i'm giving people an option they don't have to rent from me well, got, you have options got, it's got, not exploitation if you can choose something else if you're offering the cheapest rent prices people are going to rent from you okay it's still exploitation no it's not hold on hold on let's go with charging the... rent at all is exploitation so there's let's, still costs that go into it and you have to pay he gave us with a fidget spinner stick with that one that fish spinner, person who came up with that, came up with an idea, provided a product you could use for various needs. After that point, he or she, because I don't know who made it, doesn't do a goddamn thing. It runs itself, works on itself, where the factors that make it, they're doing their thing. At that point in time, he is no he or she's no longer obligated to do anything. Being a landlord, you are obligated to provide the housing the lo- provide housing building location space I want to put upkeep maintenance etc so I'm doing more than the person who just hold on. no you're just oh, hold on. let me finish the thought because of that there is more put on you compared to that business owner but we don't demonize the business owner for being a business person because what he is doing is providing a product. But, so okay, oh. You can also demonize the business so, people. Yeah, I was say, because then my, me, me, renting a, me renting out a house is me being a business person. I am providing a product because you don't want to say I'm providing ho- housing. I am providing a product. Someone is paying me for the product and I'm ke- upkeeping on the product. You buy a cell phone. The person, uh, let's say your cell phone was $1,000. Just throwing it down. Your cell phone was $1,000. But to build it, it takes two hundred, but you're paying eight hundred extra. That okay? So we're not going to demonize Samsung for I am that. Fine with demonizing the Samsung. But they still have to keep. They still have to give you updates. They still have to keep that. So what? What? Where's the line? Why is me trying to rent out a home 
bad, but you getting but Samsung provi- uh, selling cell phones good. Because that example, I'm paying a one-time fee. The only thing I'm paying for now is the phone company's ability to give me service. So the, the phone, the phone company's trash. Then the, the phone, same idea. The phone itself, yeah, is I, no I longer that, paid for. <laughs> I, I, there's no more money that this phone's gonna take from me. You're probably paying month. Of, you're probably paying monthly on your outside phone. Outside of service, you're probably paying monthly on your phone. Again, point being, there's still no, the no, no, but okay. So you're paying monthly on a phone, and you're depending on which company you might be on a lease. So you don't own the phone, and then at the end. You still have to buy a new phone, but at least with the with me providing a house, you can stay there as long as you want to stay there and are paying. But whether or not you own your home or renting, that's the case. When it comes to housing versus renting, there's a clear cutoff point. You stop paying a certain amount for your home. That's a problem. Yes, you say you're paying it off. That's fine. We understand that you're buying the home. It is a product, tangible, and we know what it is and what it always will be. With renting, it's the wild, wild west. You don't know what you're going to get, and it's completely determined upon where you're living who's in charge of it, be it small or big. And even if your landlord is charging you well beneath what market price is for their units, um then they just have to acknowledge that they are just exploiting you less than they could be. Because at the end of the day, we live in a capitalist society. Everything is being exploited in some capacity. No matter how good-hearted your intentions may be, at the end of the day, you can't be here unless you're off the back of somebody else. Business or owner. Then no one should try and pull themselves out of poverty. Oh, no, 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 because no, the, the business or owner or whatever, you're always going to be building yourself off the backs of someone else or something like that. There's no point in trying to, to do anything. I mean, that's the kind of society we live in. And we we have talked about some structural changes that could address some of these problems. Like outside of being like an athlete or a movie star, you have to, like you said, get off the back of somebody else. Those people make themselves and, and even then... They're only determined based on people who believe them to have value. An actor is only as good as the director who believes in them. An af- sorry, an actor is only as good as the director believes in a producer. An athlete is only as good as a team is willing to draft them and pay them. So at the end of the day, no matter what we do, in any capacity in America, you have to either be getting your way off of the back of somebody else or hope someone is using you in some capacity. And even in those cases, there are other people along the line of uh, production and who uh, work in the industries that are making less than they probably could because some people are making like buku bucks. Uh, And you could say that that's improportionate, but that's a topic for another day. That's just wage exploitation in general. This is uh, specifically wage exploitation from landlords that we're talking about now. Um, Okay, but... If we're going to talk about that wage expo- uh, exploitation through landlords, part of your the wage is determined by like living costs. Living cost includes housing. You take housing costs out of it, you're not going to get paid as much. What? Yeah, no. So Run when again, when like people... my boss never asked how much it. I, no, no, no. I it's 
it's the idea that your cost of living determines how much you get paid. Like the cost of living in general determine like is a what? determinants of how much people get paid in general. In general, like my mom gets a raise every year based on cost of living going up. But if you're not having to pay for a house, that cost of living doesn't go up much. Hold on. Wait a minute. So you're saying that... Like my mom, it's just a lot of places do that where you get a raise based on cost of living. Like well, that's... Well, let's, let's, let's just package that real quick. We get raises, theoretically. Based on cost, cost of, of living. living. But you don't have to pay for something like the cost of a home. I know. Hold on. Work with me here. We're You're, getting raises for the cost of living going up. But part, there's always a discrepancy in the cost of living. Because the problem, well, part of the problem is companies can't keep up with, that's why people are always changing companies. You can't keep up with either the cost or like the, what's the word I'm looking for? The industry standards, like industry standards of pay. That's always changing. And companies like Google, is a great example. They gave all their employees like a um a huge raise um and within like 6 months they were already behind. Like they they raised all their employees up to where the industry standard was and by 6 months later the Google's already behind in wage for all those employees they just gave it. So cost of living is always cha- like people getting paid and things like that. Cost of living has changed depending on things like that. So let's almost let's go with a real small world example of the cost of living in a given area. So current cost of living, and if I were to have a two, two adults, one child, living where we are right now, and I wanted to move, let's say something sensible like what North Carolina, Charlotte. Oh, yeah. it's, Charlotte. It's a decent area, a little bit. Actually, you, you your cost uh, the you, it's cost it's more expensive to live in Charlotte than it is in our area. All right, so let me go Delaware because so Delaware, where where is a good old uh, President uh, Biden from right now? President elect Biden. No, no, it's not because technically until when you, when twelve you days, this, it it might be President Biden. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> so let's say Delaware City. <laughs> right now, if I was making say ninety thousand. For off the house house income of two people. Okay, so 45000 on average. Yes, so I have one child. Yeah, children. I would need, <laughs> I am currently I hate for that. at that, from where we live, I would need to earn 84000 to have the current stand, cost of living in Delaware City. So I'm already... 6000 of. Yeah, 6000 up. And that's going to a place that doesn't have sales tax. So, okay, sales. Um, yes, but you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it go. All right, that's so, a different conversation for another day. So, in relation to that, the also the food cost difference, which well, cost of living is yeah, counting all of that. Counting all of it. That shows you that if let's say that goes up in a a year or two, that it goes from like eighty four to like eighty seven. Something like not ridiculous, but probably tangible. I'm still fine because I was already making this much. But if I wanted to go, say, New York, New York City, or New York, New York. Okay, but your pay would also change when you move. 
How can I determine that? If I have the same job. Why? But then why are you moving if you have the same job? It could be a company location. It then, a- then it's not the same job. You're probably moving for a promotion or you're probably moving and you would get a stipend from your company for forcing you to move. Again, the company, like there are things being provided to you that is going to soften that move and you're going to get a promotion. I don't know that. Then you wouldn't move. So then what you're saying now is that to maintain my cost of living, even if I wasn't happy to give a location, I had to work on what I'm making and therefore I can't leave. If you're not happy with your location, you can leave, but you should be reasonable and smart in making sure that you are leaving and going to a better position like in life, maybe not at work, but like a better putting yourself in at least the same or similar better position to afford to live there. But that's a luxury. What's a luxury? <laughs> luxury in being able to find another place that's either just as satisfying or maybe more so while not directly impacting, you know, how much you have. Yeah, to but make. you just said you hate your current place. If, if. Like, I wanted to do this, and I'm there. Because, like, the only reason people move, like we were talking about, is based on jobs, or it's based on you typically want to leave your given state. A lot of people want to leave Maryland sometimes. Yeah, and I get that. Like, But you also have to plan, and get, especially with a child, you can't just decide to move. You have to make decisions that are in the best interest for you and your family. That's not, yeah, it might be a luxury, but that's what you have to do as an adult. Like, like you me, have a child that you are taking care of a whole human that cannot take care of their themselves. You have to put their needs above your own. So you have to suck it up and stay in that job if you don't like it and can't find a good place to live in. Or try and find a better job. But that's not a luxury. That's making sure your child's needs are met. Which, again, you're, isn't about no, housing. No. That's more so to your feelings. That's not a feeling. No, no, no. You, person, as a person, not as a parent, as a person, your feelings about the matter are a luxury because the needs are the important thing. Then you need to take care of your child, and your child is being taken care of in the state of Delaware at your current job, at your current pay, and your needs are all completely met. Your wants of wanting a different job or wanting to be in a different state isn't important at that point because you have a whole human to take care of. Which dates back to what we were talking about with the cost of living. The cost of living now dictates I must do this to do my you know responsibilities. Not arguing you need to take care of responsibilities. I'm just saying this is the, the layout of this situation. The cost of living determines what you can and can't do. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Um, I, I don't have um, a whole lot to add to this um, this tangent um, other than in general the cost of living just seems to keep going up and wages don't rise to me but that's like I said earlier a separate problem uh, related but not exactly what we're talking about uh, the cost of living is obviously affected by um, the housing market uh <laughs> Which we already said fluctuates to landlords' whims. Yeah, uh, you guys have any last things you would like to talk about? 
Danny, would you have a problem as a potential landlord if there was a system in play that determined set prices? No. But I also think that in many cases, something like that might not take into account um, if someone might want to charge less. And if they have to do with a set prices and you're stuck in that pricing. And also, we have a free market for a reason. I'm just saying I won't have an issue with it and I'd be fine with it because I know that my cost would be fair and that I would be providing affordable housing. You provide affordable housing. You're exploiting people. There's exploiting people less than you could be. Um, I'd be providing affordable housing. Um, so I either way wouldn't care but I couldn't see where that would become an issue. You're just going to do people such a favor by just letting them pay you monthly and pay off your units for you. So you would be okay if there was a <laughs> minimum... No, sorry. A maximum, but you can go lower? Or is a minimum, you can go lower? I, there should be a... Like, I don't think there should be a specific thing because each apartment's different. I think it had to be a range based on, like... there. There's This is such a weird question that there has to be different factors involved. Oh, so let's go with the average cost of living in a given, like, city. Just small scale it. Average that out to what someone's making monthly, and then you drop that number to, like, maybe two or $300. And that's just the set rent price in that given Yeah, area. but that would make sense for corporations. How are you going to force private layer? <coughs> because it's operating in a given area. You might be a private entity, but you're operating in a given space. You have to buy by their rules. It's just how, like, any private institution, while they have their own rules in the institution, they're operating in any given state, city, or area. They have to abide by, like, the law and area codes. So if you make a law that says you can only charge this much in this given area, they have to abide by it, or they leave. It's how outsourcing works with, you know, factory jobs. They didn't want to pay the labor fees. They didn't want to do labor dues. They outsourced. I think landlords should get real jobs. Well, okay. Why, why are you assuming that they don't have other jobs? Because, you know, the really wealthy ones don't. And even the, that would make it worse, actually, then. For, for, for given his position. Because yeah, now I mean, you're making more... You're making money from your own job on top of money of other people. Makes you even worse for, for his position. Because then you don't even need their money. <laughs> you're just taking it anyway. Yeah, that makes it worse. For, because for you're trying to build wealth. Like, starting off, it's not like, oh, you make money instantly. No, you're still more involved in it. And I think, okay, all I'm, I'm going to say is, at least I'm renting it and not flipping the house. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, because flippers are worse. There's a whole I don't think they're there. worse. No, they are so much worse. Okay, because what they do is they all take a run. Uh, first of all, it's gentrification in many cases. I don't. I mean, that, that's, Just so, I mean, that's not off topic. We could talk a little bit about gentrification. It's gentrification. Uh, so, you know, you and your white savior complexes out there. But it's also the issue that when people flip houses, they don't do it well. They do it enough to make a profit. They take a rundown house and use cheap paint, barely do anything with the electric. If, if the electricity needs to be done, they do it cheaply and quickly. They Mickey Mouse the whole thing. The roofs are almost always going to deteriorate within two years. When there are good flippers out there, but generally speaking, 
they're it's just trash. I feel like that could be fixed if we just make everyone adhere to like inspections and building codes I, that well, are better than the ones that we have now. But okay, inspections can be done. Like I won't say you can't get it. Like I, when buying a house, always get an inspection. You especially if you're buying from family, always get an inspection. If you are building a house, and get an inspection. If you're buying a house, get an inspection. You can even get a pre-home inspection when you're selling the house. Always get an inspection, but you have to pay for that. And, and it's a good inspection, an inspection done by someone you, you you should always trust your inspector, could be like three to $500. Well, I don't think it should be on the person who's trying to purchase the house to have it inspected. Nope, it's there. If you well, want an inspection... I, you know, I, I'm just saying I don't think that should be a thing. I think that... Because you're trying to sell it, so you should prove its value. It should either be on the person who well, they do prove the, the house and is selling it... Or on, like, an independent uh, local government agency. Or bank. But that's what... The the value of the house is determined by a local agency. They uh, People come out and do a price audit. Like, I can't remember what it's called. But they value the home. But they're they're also not the ones inspecting it. Yeah. I think they could probably do that. And if... They can hire people easily. And if you're buying... That is the... I can't believe I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. Oh, gosh. What do we say? <laughs> I can't believe what to say. That is the government getting involved in something that's a private matter, and it shouldn't uh, be a thing. Why? It really okay. should be okay. a thing. Before we okay. tangent. Let's... No. I don't no, no, think there, a tangent. This wait, wait. But that's, well, there is a, there's a asterisk to that. If you are getting an FHA loan, you do have to... Which is a government-backed uh, loan, mm-hmm. which I get if you're going to buy a house and it's a government-backed loan, you have to, you know, buy by government. They do have to get an inspection. So people who are using a private, like, a private loan, if they don't want an inspection, it's dumb. And I'm not saying that you should, I'm saying you should get an inspection, especially when you're buying a flipped house. Always get an inspection no matter what, though. I could understand where people are coming from and not wanting to force people to get an inspection i said i said i was gonna regret saying it and i felt dirty saying it as you should i mean like that's such like a weird whack libertarian (laughs) standpoint so like i'm gonna give you a chance to like defend why you think that because again it's a private interaction like so like the government doesn't have any place in the realm of business in this country is that what you think people should be free to like flip Bad houses. No, I don't think <laughs> flip, to people. I profit. think flipping ba- houses badly is should be legal. And I think it's it's a it's far it's messed up. <laughs> it's messed up, and I don't. I I don't agree with it. I think that like I said, everyone should get an inspection. But the government shouldn't step in and do anything about it because I wouldn't trust a government inspection. What? But why? Because I because. I feel like it's going to be the same thing with getting a, uh, the kind of same concept of getting a public attorney, uh, like a public defender. They're going to be overworked and underpaid. They're going to try and run through as many, they're going to have to run through as many houses. And buying a home is already a time consuming thing. It could take over a year to even like to, to find a house, make a bid, because you don't get your inspection until after you you make your your that's your a, been approved like that's like a, that's a reallocation of taxes and where the money goes and how you fund your yeah but I'm saying like right now it wouldn't be because it's it take you're gonna you know put an offer down and then you're gonna get your inspection because you can pull your offer after mm-hmm. you only get ninety days in escrow 
Look at the NBA. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, well, think about think about that. How and then, much, and how then much the, does our taxes actually go to funding the organizations that help us on day to day life? But I'm also Not a whole lot. So you reallocate those away from like defense and other nonsense that we're spending on. You but easily make the infrastructure you, ten times more efficient and better. And then you're gonna have to pay for either. Okay, so either they have to expense their car repairs and their gas or or provide them vehicles. The government's not going to want to do any of that. So, yes, I get it. It's messed up of me to say, but, like, at yeah, this it's point... Like a, it's, it's a weird, weird standpoint. It's, like, it's just already <laughs> between bureaucracy and, like, efficiency. I just don't think they... I wouldn't... Like I said, the same idea as a public defender. Overworked, underpaid undervalued i rather like if i was a if i was a buyer i would just go out and get a an inspector that well you say yourself that everyone can afford an inspector it's provided to you by the government by like a law yeah i'm just saying if it's provided and it's i mean it's gonna be the same thing as a public defender where you're gonna still pay them something but the time frame is gonna suck well now they have an entire department based on that Based yeah, on I mean, state. yeah, yeah and they, they have a purely hypotheticals at this point. We're getting a little caught up in the hypotheticals. <laughs> well, uh, but I'm using, but I'm using something that's tangible and that we have now that is provided by the state to help those in need. That sucks, and I, mean, I love, and I, I, I applaud public defenders. I know that they work hard, and and not saying that they don't. And I'm not saying that there aren't like there, there's no value to them. There's great values, but I'm saying that the way that their uh, caseloads is is Dumb. absurd and we don't have enough people because the, the the amount of money you put into your education to become and then become a, a public defender it's not reciprocated i mean like but we're also talking about problems that can be fixed if we decide as a society to let the government to, get a little more hands-on yeah i mean like in, in an ideal situation, the public defender would be fully taxed, be fully paid by taxpayer dollars, and the defendant wouldn't need to pay anything out of pocket because usually they don't have the money anyway if they need to rely on a public defender. Uh, so I mean, if, if we're if we're taking it there, we're taking it there. Because like, uh, but then like, there's teachers where they're on their pay. Like we, mean, we we have so many <laughs> other issues we need to fix before we can even step into creating a whole new department and funding them. Yes, but that goes back to the overall point being that you're worried about is that there's not enough time allocation resources that can go into making that service that's provided beneficiary because of a perceived time window I'm trying to buy this place. Yeah, so until then, just let the uh, the, the crappy house filter screw people over. So until the bureaucracy can get yeah, but as I say, like we're like it's, it's, going forward, we 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 all agree that people who flip houses to sell and let make it do a scummy job of it to get make a profit are terrible people. Yeah. They're pretty sus. <laughs> they're pretty sus. But that doesn't change the fact that you also said there are good people who flip the houses, and there are good landlords. But you guys aren't acknowledging those. I mean, the house flippers aren't really exploiting people. As yes, well. they are. They okay. They just fix yeah, let's say sell it. you're, I mean, buy, you're buying a home. The people that they're getting to help them flip no, no, the no, house. No, no. So you buy a home for twenty grand, right? Twenty grand. Time year we in. Yeah, because I mean, they're home. Um, they're, if you yeah. are flipping a house, the the idea is buy low. Auction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, buy low, sell high. So you buy a home for twenty grand. The house needs a hundred grand worth of materials and labor and things. You cut that down to fifty. So you've already put seventy k into the house. 
Okay. But the value of the house now is, instead of 70K, it's 150. Mm-hmm. You have just made an 80 grand increase by doing a crappy job. Potentially. Yeah. Like I say, like the value goes up because of the repairs you've made. Mm-hmm. So you are pocketing $80,000. But me just trying to pay off and get a little extra money is messed up. Well, I think the big difference there is the person who buys that house, they own the house. But they're getting screwed oh, over oh, more. Oh, oh. They, not only do they own the house, but any potential issues that come down the line are completely on them and they pay for it entirely. Any issues that come out while renting are on the crux of the landlord. Huh, so Wait. renting gives Wait. you the benefit of having someone else pay for the repairs. Wait, yeah, you also aren't getting equity. But at the same time, now those costs of maintenance and repair and upkeep will be not just taken on by that landlord, but also affecting the residents. Everything that affects your house is affecting your house because you made that house and you own it. It's just entirely on you. And affecting a property owned by a landlord, affecting not only the landlord, but every resident of that property. That's where the big difference is. No matter if, I, if you're fixing, do you say want a, 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 a duplex or a triplex? Um, the goal, uh, the ideal goal would be a fourplex. Okay, so it's going fourplex. Yeah. Let's say there's issues with two out of the four. And because of that, you have to increase the rent for. But I wouldn't increase the rent because the. I should. The, you would, but say you, but landlord but, can. You should, you, no, no. Like, like I said earlier, you cannot just arbitrarily increase the rent in the middle of a lease. You just can't do it. It has to be at the end of a lease. And then it's within the outlined increase in like the, how much you can. Well, in the lease agreement, they, we built it up. You can. If it's, but okay. If it's outlined, they signed it. Yes, you can. Yeah, but that's. Again, not always. Most of the times, it's not in there. But the they point wait. is, it can be. Just because it can be there. doesn't mean. I mean, we can it, apply that logic to the crappy flipped houses and just say, "Well, they didn't get it inspected." Yeah. The point being is that we're speaking not in absolutes, but speaking in what can and can't be. And what can and can't be is that the landlords could raise the prices for the upkeep of only half their properties, that affects all the residents, or they don't. So the point being is. They can, and that shouldn't be a thing. Um, little side note on the inspector thing. Get an inspector that has a uh, we'll buy your house back uh, logo on it. There's a logo that I'll show you. So those inspectors are the good ones. I, I know way too much about... You're preparing for that landlord. <laughs> no, I'm preparing <laughs> for that homeownership. Five-year yeah. plan. So, um... Also... You, you, you said something about earlier about not everyone can afford, uh... To purchase a home. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's the primary reason why renters can't, uh, or the renters are still renting, apparently, is that they can't you know, afford a home. Also, think about the roommate-wise for homes. I mean, it takes roommates to buy, to get an apartment, many roommates to get a house, and then there's a the, whole other kind of... Like, no, you could do it. They're, I mean, it's, it's messier. Yeah. Not really. It's the same amount of mess as renting. Splitting ownership, like multiple different ways and yeah. on a, yeah, it's, that's a 10 year uh, as we said before buying a 10 is year a 10 commitment, commitment to deal with the same people who yeah. may not be blood or married etc that's, that's a tax I mean yeah I'm not saying that it's not hard but I'm just saying if you're will, if you 
in most of those cases, you've already lived with the person for long enough to know, okay, yeah, I can make this come. And you can, it doesn't have to be a 10 year to make money or profit off of it. It has to be 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have, there are other options. Like, like I said, the FHA loan where it could be as low as 0%, but on average, just 3.5% um, down you, for people who are looking into it, you have a 401k that you can take money out of your 401k to purchase a home. There are options. Because it's part of my five-year plan. Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of people don't have, uh, if it's like 3.5% and the house is like, I don't know, maybe $200,000, that's 7000 bucks that you'd have to put down. In your um, 401k, you... I mean, okay. People uh, have a four hundred one k. Nowadays, uh, you don't have a four. How, how are you preparing for your futures? Oh, right. We're all gonna die. Never mind. Um, but we're also millennials, so <laughs> no, no. You two are millennials. Um, I'm neither a millennial nor a Gen Z. She's one of those. Dan's actually Gen X. <laughs> yes, I am. She's I'm, got actually. She's she's got boomer mentality right now. I hate uh, you. <laughs> 1950s. Where are we? Oh wait, I'm in jail right now. I'm back. <laughs> oh, I mean that that took a left turn. But um, so um, also it's more you have to account for closing cost and other ish things. Yeah. So if you're trying to buy a home, there are some options out there that could make that easier for you, especially if you're a first time home buyer. Yep, the FHA loan. Um. So keep that in mind. Um, if you are thinking about purchasing a farm or things like that, which is where I'm leaning more closer to, don't give me that face. Uh, the USDA has some great loans. It, like these are just more resources now. To, Google is your friend. Yeah, do research. TikTok actually has a lot of great. <laughs> no, no, that is such a shame. <laughs> statement. We need your plug in TikTok. Um, <laughs> Not sponsored, but no, there's a lot of, there's like home lenders on there, there's real estate agents. Sponsor us. Um, um, there's plenty anyone. of... Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's gosh. just plenty of options out there for you to do research. And like, I like, the reason I say TikTok just because it's like easy one minute segments and you can easily pick it up and like save and things like that. Um, and it's a human saying things, so it makes it a little bit more... Yeah, yeah. easier to understand because they break down the mumbo jumbo into bite size. Mumbo jumbo is good for you. Yeah. Also, um, if you're buying a house, uh, fixed interest rates sound kind of nice compared to fluctuating rent prices. Yeah. Um, if you do go with the FHA loan, there is a uh, property, uh, sorry, private mortgage insurance added to that, but that's not as much as it sounds. <clears throat> yeah. So. Uh, closing statements before we end the episode. Uh, get an inspection. Look into your options on buying a home. Uh, I had a third one. We're not sending any to the gulag. Not yet, at least. I hate you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's not falling to the oh, dark side yet. Get a home warranty loan so that if your appliances do go up, you don't actually have to pay as much. That is an option. Yeah. Um, if you need a real estate agent and you live in Maryland, I got you. Not me. I got a friend. I know somebody. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. I'm trying to get him to. Like, I'm trying to help him out. Five year plan. 
No, no, my five. I mean, he's gonna be my real estate agent in my five year plan, but that's not the. That's neither here nor there. Yes, uh, I'd like to clarify my position and just say that I do think that landlords are parasites. I do think that there is a point where the exploitation can be forgiven on the grounds of coming out of poverty and being on the up and up, but there becomes a certain point where you're good and you don't need to do it anymore. And, you know, there's only so much you can get away with while acknowledging that you're stepping on people to get where you are. We live in America. You're unexploited one way or another. But when it comes to the basic need of trying to live, housing in any form should be manageable for every economic family. There is no such thing as ethical consumption under capitalism, but that doesn't mean we can't try. We have to come to terms with that. Um that the system makes us do bad things to people. Uh, and even though we need to do them, it doesn't make them less bad. Uh, I do think that it is ethical to sell a house to somebody, as long as it's for a fair, affordable price to them. Now, those terms, fair and affordable, they mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. But then they would own the home, and then they would have the same... Uh, value that other property owners would have. Um, I don't think that it's unethical to sell houses to people, um, but just to rent them. Also, culturally speaking, for all those who are in minorities, do invest in potentially helping your next generation buy homes if you cannot afford them, because then you're laying the foundation to help so many people. Also, to those in that are minorities, instead of leaving the your hood or leaving the area you grew up in, invest in it. Purchase property there. That's going to make it better. Instead of moving out and trying to better it from the outside, help it from the inside. Remember where you came from? Don't be a landlord, but you can be a business owner. <laughs> you can be a landlord. Don't, don't let can. these two. Just, just acknowledge what you're doing to other people. Helping um, them out by by providing affordable housing and uh, developing your your area. Or whatever. As that. a landlord, you're not really doing anybody any favors. Um, you're not you're not helping your community by t- you're by putting renting money. houses you're, it's out to them. You're putting money back in your community and if you're putting money back in your pocket. You do uh, you're doing whatever is left and it is now time for us to sign off. I'm Matt. I'm Hunter. I'm Danny. And Danny's going to the gulag. I'm See not you guys going to the gulag. <laughs> I hate y'all.